Hello and welcome to episode number 32 of AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. I'm your host, Aaron Vaughn. This is the show where we rip open a random wax pack every week and discuss that year and brand of card along with the players in the pack that we open. Along the way, we will uh, shout out some of your comments as listeners and sometimes discuss nostalgic, nostalgic stories about certain cards or players that come to mind. Um, usually it has to do with that year of the, uh, wax pack that we have ripped or that we're talking about. Um, and we'll spread the pure joy that is ripping open wax packs. You can find us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Google podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday. Our Twitter handle is at ripping wax packs. Our email is ripping wax packs at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is ripping wax packs and Instagram. Uh, we are AV's ripping wax packs. And on YouTube, you can just type in AV's ripping wax packs to see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I am uh, nursing a little bit of a sore throat here, but I got to get this done because we're putting this out tomorrow. Um, we're always looking to promote veterans charities. So contact us if you want to um, give to the charity of your choice and help out veterans and their families in any way that we can. Um, again, appreciate everybody's uh, support with any comments or likes that you've been giving. A lot of likes lately. Haven't had many comments, but I know everybody's busy, but we appreciate the likes and the support. Um, we're This week, we're going to be talking about 1990 Fleer. Uh, we actually have a 1990 Fleer rack pack uh, that I pulled from the random rip box earlier this week. A um, little description of 1990 Fleer. Um, <clears throat> excuse me again. Uh, this was a 660-card set that was ordered alphabetically by year within each team. The teams were ordered by their respective performance during the 1989 season. Uh, and there were three subsets plus te- checklist cards um, at the end of the set. And so there were decade greats, superstar combinations, and rookie pros- prospects. So hopefully maybe we'll get some of those today since we have a rack pack and a few more cards. Um, I think there's 45 cards in this rack pack. Uh, the card fronts featured an action or posed photo of a player on non on white non glossy card stock that was framed with a team colored border. Card backs were vertically oriented with the player name, statistics, uh, and career stats by year. Um, and there's a vital signs graphic at the bottom of the card that gives key career stats. Um, <clears throat> the key rookie cards um, in 1990 Fleer were Moises Alou. Juan Gonzalez had a great year or a great career. David Justice was a great player. Sammy Sosa, Slammin' Sammy, and Larry Walker. And I believe that Frank Thomas did not have a card in this uh, set. I think he was in the update set. There is an update that comes out later, and he was in that. Um, the Fleer produced for the only time a special Canadian edition of their annual baseball set. I think I'm going to try to get on <clears throat> excuse me, eBay and get some of those Canadian editions. I think the difference is on the back, it just says, I don't even think it's in um, um, French, like the tops would have Opeachy, and I think they were in French. It had both uh, English and French on it. I think this one just says printed in Canada on it, is what I'm thinking. But hopefully in, in a, a, a future um, YouTube part of the episode, maybe I'll have one of those to show you, but I don't have one today. Um, little dis- uh, the distribution of the uh, wax packs were 36 packs per box, um, 15 cards and one team logo sticker per pack, 20 boxes per case. 
The Canadian Wax actually had 48 packs per box instead of the 36, so you got more cards. Um, well, actually, you, I don't know if you got more because there are only 10 cards in each pack. So 48 packs per box in the Canadian Wax boxes, 10 cards and one team logo sticker per pack, and there were 12 boxes per case. So you have to actually figure that, that out with the math. Um, Cellos with the blue wrapper had 24 packs per box, 33 cards and three stickers per pack, eight boxes per pack or per case. And Jumbo Cello green wrappers, uh, 24 packs per box, 43 cards and three stickers per pack, eight boxes per, per case, and two possible wrappers that were in sealed uh, poly plastic or clear cellophane. Um, Rack packs for 24 packs per box with 45 cards and three stickers per pack. So that's what we're going to open today, um, the rack pack. And um, there were factory sets. And there's a little note here. When I'm looking these up online, I find some of this stuff. Uh, 1990 would be the final year for the cello pack. In fact, the 43-card jumbo cello packs, which debuted this year, are available in both cellophane and fin-sealed fin polyplastic wrappers. I think that's how you say that. Um I just wanted to talk about one card in this set also that's a lot of you that would know baseball card collecting have probably heard the, um, a little bit about the 1990 Fleer Jose Uribe card. So um, I've looked up a lot of things about this. I, <clears throat> I came to find out about this a few years ago. I was looking through my cards and I have the 1990 Fleer Jose Uribe. I'll show you one today when we <clears throat> open the, back, the rack pack. <clears throat> Excuse me throat is not feeling well um but this jose rebay card i had like five or six of them and i see them online for you know selling for anywhere from 35 cents and then people have them online for thousands of dollars now there's some different um reasons why that might be and i've read about um some people think they're laundering money through this card i don't know how all that works but um you can look online and see them on there for thousands of dollars still uh, but there's nothing really um, uh, special about the 1990 Fleer Jose Rebay. That's all. That's all. I don't know if it's a joke or what's going on. But I know some. Pe I saw some people buy these for fifty dollars, and I'm thinking you can get these for so cheap. Um, that sometimes they call it an error card. It's not really an error card. Um, it's not a short print or anything like that. It's just a common card for the most part. Um, but I was reading this online. Here's a little quote from um, Beckett. They put this online. It says, um, sometimes baseball cards and collecting don't make much sense. If someone wants to pay five, ten, or $758,000, because there actually was one online for that much, for a 1990 Fleer Jose Ribe, all the power to them. If it happens enough times legitimately, one could argue that's what this card is worth. But in this case, it's not. Uh, going by completed sales on eBay, some have actual sales indicated. Among them, the same um, GMA9 encased card moving several times. Um, but most of the time, you know, you could bust some of these packs for cheap and find these. But some of them aren't, or most of them aren't really selling for that much. But like I said, if you look in the past, there have been some that have sold for quite a bit of money. Now, I don't know why they put them on there for $758,000, but I guess if you have a 1990 Fleer Jose Uribe, like I have five or six of them, um, I'm going to hold on to one just in case, but um, it's just a, uh, not, it's, it's a kind of a nothing card. It's a common card. Um, hopefully, maybe one day a bunch of people will buy them and it'll be worth that much and I'll have five to sell, but... Um, 
think it's all an elaborate hoax or something to get people to think it's worth a lot of money. But I don't think I believe the, the money laundering scheme, but I could be totally wrong. But it's just a common card. So anyways, uh, so that was a little bit about the 1990 Fleer set. Uh, hopefully we'll, um, when we open up the rack pack, we'll find some of these other subset cards in there. Maybe a Sammy Sosa or Juan Gonzalez rookie. Um, and there's some players of the decade. Um, I think we get a players of the decade, um, card in each rack pack. Cause I see one on it right there on the front. Um, and you can see some of the different types of variations of cards that were in the set. So we'll go to YouTube now and we will open the pack. All right, here we are opening the 1990 Fleer Rack Pack. You can hear that in the background if you're on the podcast. We have the Rack Pack here. It's going to make a lot of noise. Um, and you can see it has 45 trading cards and a logo and three logo stickers, one for each of the 15 card packs. So on the front, you can see there's a player of the decade card with George Brett, great player. And then some two other cards you can see. And on the back, you can't see the other cards because each one of them is covered on the back by the sticker, the team stickers that are on each pack. So let's go ahead and open that. And while we're <clears throat> while I'm getting some scissors here, here is who won the free wax packs and the cards from this uh, rack pack. Episode 32, Ben Singer. Thanks, Ben, for the likes, and I'll get a hold of you to get your free uh, wax packs in this rack pack. I don't think there's anything in here I wouldn't give away. So here we go. Let's open it up. Being careful not to ruin any of the cards. Condition. Here we go. So here's the white border on all the cards. This one is Ernie Witt. So we got the white border. We got the uh, a team name up in the top right corner. Uh, top left corner has Fleer 90 on it up there. And then the name at the bottom and then their position. And then on the back, like we said before, um, it's got all their stats, all their playing year stats. Ernie Witt played a lot of years, looks like there, um, and has all their essentials about them on the top. And then, uh, the vital signs, like I said, on the bottom, this one, it says his on-base percentage, slugging percentage, and his strikeout ratio. Um, and then these were printed in, um, at the Fleer Corporation in Philadelphia. And I think right down here where it says at the bottom of the card, it says where it was printed in. Philadelphia. I think on the Canadian version down here, it says printed in Canada. So that's like the only difference, I think. But I think it'd be cool to have some of those. So we got Ernie Witt. Next, we got here's what we were talking about with um, some of the major league prospects. So there's two rookies on that um, uh, card there. We have Tom Drees and Dan Howitt. I don't think they ended up being very good prospects. But hey, they're on a baseball card and I'm not. So that's pretty awesome. Alejandro Pena. <clears throat> Excuse me. Fred Manrique. Kevin is not gross. It's just his last name. Jim Eisenreich had some good years. Bob McClure. Gary Wayne. Now the, uh, he's a manager now. Been a manager for a while. Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi. Guillermo Hernandez. Dennis Rasmussen. And I think I have. Well, it's kind of together here. 
but it's still good. It's kind of off-centered there. You see how it's off-centered on that side? Ryan Sandberg, player of the decade. So we saw we have a George Brett coming up, but we got Ryan Sandberg in this one. So great player, Hall of Famer. Uh, and that player of the decade card um, has just information about him on the back, about how awesome he is. Donnell Nixon. Carlos Quintana. Dwight Smith. And here's our Milwaukee Brewers uh, sticker. All right, it's the first 15 cards out of the rack pack. Suck those over to the side. And let's open our next part of the rack pack. Love rack packs. More cards to open. Love it. All right, we got a red leg. I can remember Jack Armstrong. Old Jack Armstrong. Captain Jack. All right, we got Larry Walker, rookie. So that was one of the ones we talked about, having a rookie card. He is a Hall of Famer, I believe, now. Uh, so we got Larry Walker's rookie. Put that off to the side there. So Ben Singer, you're going to get a Larry Walker rookie. You lucky dog, you. David Valley. Ernest Riles. Here's one of the checklists I was talking about. There's a few at the end of the uh, set. Checklist. Both sides. Jeff King. Bill Swift. The Oz. Unbelievable shortstop. What a player. Ozzie Smith. It's always fun to get an Ozzie Smith card. Nick Asaski. Dave Parker. What a great player he was. Dave Parker. Steve Jeltz. Mike Flanagan. John Smiley. Man, this guy died way too early. Kirby Puckett. He was really fun to watch. He is an amazing he was an amazing player. Kirby Puckett. And then we have the uh here's one of the stickers. It's got four different teams in little circles, so that one's pretty cool. You got four different teams on your stickers there that were all over everything I had back then. Alright, the last part of the rack pack here. Last 15 cards. All right, we got to our player of the decade card. That's our uh, George Brett. Amazing player. He's the last guy that was really close to 400. Um, he hit 390. And uh, he was hitting 406 towards the end of the year, but ended up hitting 390, which is still amazing. Ken Oberkfell. Rich Gedman. Mitch Williams, Dan Plesak, Daryl Hamilton, Pat Tabler, Mr. Clutch. We call him Poopy Pat Tabler just because it's fun to say, but he is Mr. Clutch. I think he hit around 500 or something like that with the bases loaded in his lifetime. Pretty amazing. Pat Tabler, old Poopy Pat Tabler. Frank Viola. Doug Jones, I can remember him as the closer for the Cleveland Indians. Didn't throw very hard. Just had like a fastball and a changeup. That was it. And he got guys out. <laughs> Crazy. John Franco. All right, here's one of those cards. We got one of the uh, different subset cards, which is pretty cool. Superstar Special. So this has Mark Davis and Mitch Williams because they are 
um, game savers. They were guys that came in and closed the game, and they had really good years the year before. So Mark Davis and Mitch Williams, those are pretty cool. I can remember getting that in a pack before when I was young. Now I'm an old man. John Morris. Oh, man, one of my favorite Cleveland Indians of all time. Joey Bell. And they called him Albert later. I think this is his rookie card. Yeah, and they didn't put this as one of the really good rookies, but and it's not worth much, but he was really fun to watch. This guy was a doubles machine. I think one year he had 50 doubles and 35 or 40 homers. He was just a – that guy could hit. Albert Bell. And Kevin McReynolds. Oh, we got another uh, subset card, a league standouts card. So it looks a little different. It's got a yellow border on it. Pretty cool. League standouts, and it talks about Wade Boggs. And I don't know how many were in that little set. It's usually a small little set of, I don't know, 10, 15 cards, something like that. I'm not sure exactly. I'd have to look that up. This is number five in the set. It says right there. And it talks about Wade on the back and how amazing he was as a hitter and um, all that type of jazz. So league standouts, Wade Boggs. And then our last sticker is a Dodger sticker. So, again, Ben Singer, you'll be getting the uh, wax packs and uh, these cards from the uh, broadcast here on the podcast. And uh, we'll go back and finish up the podcast. Thanks for watching and listening. All right, I was just going to make a little extra video here. So I know this is, uh, I don't usually do this, but I forgot to show the Jose Uribe card. And I have it right here. If you go back to YouTube, I'll put this little short video on. Here's the Jose Uribe card that everybody thinks is worth so much money. Well, a lot of people do, or that they say is an error card. You can look on eBay yourself, and you can see how much people are trying to sell these for. But that's what it looks like. If you have one of those, you might have a bunch of them because it's a common card, but that's what it looks like. That's Jose Uribe card number 74. There it is. But if you want to keep one just in case, happens to be worth $758,000. Um, that'd be great. So thanks for uh, watching that little extra video of the Jose Uribe card. Now we'll get back to ending the podcast. All right. Thanks for listening and hopefully watching the YouTube video of ripping open the 1990 Fleer Rack Pack. And uh, if you need to get a hold of us, our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. Our Instagram is AV's Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. And we're always looking to promote veterans charities. Thanks for being with us this week. Uh, this has been AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast. This is Aaron Vaughn coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. Thanking you for tuning in. Have fun, be safe, love one another, and keep God first in your life. Have a good one.